Hello, and welcome back to the Micro Advice Podcast. Today, we are here with Evan Leong, founder of Product Signals, a platform enabling product and customer success teams to better collaborate on customer feedback. Evan, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So, Evan, I know that the intersection between product-led growth and customer experience is a bit of a hot topic these days, and I'd love to hear your insight about the benefits of product-led growth strategies and maybe some different ways to implement these leading practices, all in an effort to promote collaboration among the various teams. And I know you have a strong background in product management, so this is fantastic to speak with you on it. So first, why did you start Product Signals and what sort of experience do you want to offer to your customers? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I started Product Signals because in a previous role, long story short, I was a PM in a high-touch environment and I just felt like product was building in silos. I felt customer success had a plethora of feedback customer feedback, customer insights that we just weren't getting into. And at the end of the day, especially in high-touch environments, if your highest paying customer saying that they want something, right, it makes its way to the product team faster than lightning. And it's something that you're going to consider regardless of what your analytics will say. So getting a sense of customer success, the signals that they were picking up on and being able to use use a data-driven way to like organize it so that product and CS can sort of talk about these things and find uh, you know, the best solution for customers is sort of the, the reason why, um, why I started it. Okay, that's fascinating. And I've experienced similar workload and, and activities from a, a various different SaaS companies where the, the interaction between CS and product is crucial. And I don't sense that many companies have nailed it. So I'm glad that you're working on solving this problem through a, a better platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do also think we're at a super exciting and interesting time in the space, both for product and CS, because I think they're relatively new, especially in the realm of software. And there are a lot of processes being tried right now. And I think there's nothing that's really sort of clicked just yet, but a lot of different people, a lot of different companies are trying different things to sort of like mesh the two. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's really exciting. Well, that's great. Good for you. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're working on this. <laughs> Thanks. So Evan, can you speak a little about product led growth and what does it mean in a SaaS setting? Well, I guess my, I'll start with the product led team. I think a product led team uh, or company basically the the DNA of the team is shown through the product. So, you know what that means is if if a team really cares about security, you're gonna you're gonna see that reflected in the product. The team really cares about usability, you're gonna see that reflected in the product. You know, on on the flip side, if the team really cares about only revenue, right, or sales, you might start to see how that can affect a product, right? And so I think product led teams fundamentally is my personal opinion fundamentally reflect the the team and their values and if we translate that into product led growth i think it means finding the group of users or companies 
that really value what the team is reflecting, you know, that's kind of being manifested via the product, finding those people and then turning them, you know, into champions uh, and users and, and customers, and then um, together driving the product and driving the space. So product-led growth, reflection of the team's values, and then and then using the product because it's a, an accurate reflection to to basically grow and, and and expand and you know make customers happy. Okay, that's really interesting, and it seems like this is a relatively newer concept among SaaS companies and, and various different companies using it. So in your experience, what sort of business model or maybe organizational model really helps to solidify this, this sort of activity around managing product-led growth strategies? I haven't, really, I haven't really found a specific pattern or correlation between org, org structures and success in, in product-led uh, companies or growth. What I do think is, is super helpful and what I have seen work really well is a very good culture around the product and integrity or you know, things like transparency or values that would promote you know, uh, like a really strong product-led team. And so I think that structure that would cater to a product-led team the most would be one that that promotes a lot of collaboration, transparency, and, and, and really lets the team sort of like manifest their values into the product. I guess, I guess in, in one sense, if I were to take an estimate, I guess it would be organizations that are a little more horizontal in nature um, because they tend to uh, sort of promote that um, a, a specific level of transparency that I think uh, helps product-led growth. Um, so Evan, what, in, in your opinion, or what have you seen any situations where the product does not tie well to customer needs, but, you know, maybe it is the customers are still happy or vice versa. You know, can you, can you maybe talk a little bit about that or what can companies do to address this sort of issue? This is a great question. And I think a lot of companies, especially in, you know, a, a medium or high touch setting, you know, face this, face this a lot. <laughs> because I, I do think when you get to, uh, the, the more high touch a company gets, the more nuanced these situations become, right? If you have a consumer business and, you know, it's, it's not a good fit for, for one person, that's fine. They're going to find an alternative and, you know, you as the, as a, the company is not going to hear too much about it. Right. I, I had definitely have encountered this and, um, I think that it's important for the product team to first understand who they are, what they're trying to build, and where they want to go, um, because that that sort of helps frame the frame the way you sort of internalize, you know, these mismatched use cases. If some use cases are definitely not aligned, or you know, the, um, the solution isn't really working for the customer but the use case is aligned with the product team and where they want to go. Maybe that's something, you know, they should really look at uh, or assess, you know, and then the question becomes, okay, should we work on this now or later? But being able to triage it that way all starts from understanding uh, at, at its root, the product, what it does and where you want it to go. And then the, the, the second piece of that is, is really communicating that outwards, right? I think going back to product and customer success, collaborating, I've seen 
cases where you know product teams didn't communicate that as well, and it creates frustrating conversations for customer success and the customer. It on the flip side, when product is able to clearly articulate that to customer facing teams, right? It sort of it sort of empowers them. Everybody's on the same page, and um, and people are not. It basically creating less frustrating experiences and conversations. So lo- long story short, I, I definitely have seen that. And I think a way companies can, can kind of organize themselves and align themselves is being able to uh, have a very transparent blueprint uh, for the product uh, where they want it to go. And then being able to run and triage the mismatched use cases or customers against that. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, I'm a big fan of having a clear roadmap and blueprint when it comes to maybe a business transformation as well as a product roadmap. That way you can clearly see where you are, where you're trying to head and articulate that internally to the teams to manage the customer expectations. And then customers can clearly see whenever they perhaps make a request or many requests where it falls in the roadmap. So that's I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, and I, I I do think um sorry one other thing popped into my brain I I, I think it's it's easy for uh, product teams to say that you know they're transparent and, and be able to give those sort of updates I think it's a whole different beast for product teams to be able to say that and stand their ground especially when it's unpopular and so if there was and I'm I've definitely done this too I've 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 I didn't want to be the voice of the unpopular opinion. But if there was any advice I'd give to my, you know, younger product manager self or any other, you know, like junior PMs out there, it's, it's uh, the, the conviction to, to vocalize the, the roadmap or like the DNA of the product is, you know, may ruffle some feathers in the beginning, but if it's something that, you know, you're standing by and you're, and you have the research to back it up and that's the direction that the, the product is going in the long run, it's, it's, it's a much healthier thing to do. That's great advice. Excellent advice. So again, in your experience, how do various teams work well with product? And I'm thinking customer success, perhaps services or sales marketing. What is the, I would say, best in class interaction these teams should be having with each other to provide the best customer experience? In my experience, every single relationship that product has with another department is sort of unique in a sense, right? Like PMs talking to go to market is going to talk differently than to support, than to customer success, than to sales, right? I think there's there's sort of like a a, a lens to maybe maybe like cater the conversation to to be the most productive. And so I found what works best is having those conversations, having calls, uh, you know, cadence calls around around things related to product and marketing, product and uh, sales, product and CS. Because uh, when things get documented for the sake of transparency, um, documented specifically in, in, in a place where everyone can, can kind of access it, the, the nuances that come with each department tend to tend to get left out. So I do think the best the best way to collaborate with the product team is to have these conversations with the product team around the specific goal or the specific department's goals, and uh, you, you'll get a lot more out of it. 
you had mentioned something in there around making sure the different policies and processes are clearly documented in a centralized place. That's something I'm always advocating, even in a, a very simple manner, because oftentimes the engagement between the different teams might work at one moment of time, and then somebody leaves, there's some new members of the team coming on, and those best practices are lost. So I, I'm big on documentation. Again, my uh, agile folks and friends would probably argue against that in some capacity, but anytime you can manage a centralized portal of, of tools where you can go back and reference for consistency is always a win. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Evan, last question for today. This has been great so far. So thank you. Mm -hmm. What advice would you offer to a young startup, maybe seeking to find product market fit in the most efficient manner? This is a great question. And I think the specific nuances of you know your journey to find product market fit will vary depending on the nature of the business software consumer versus b2b etc are going to look a little different but at its root if you can get somebody or a company to pay for a product or service that's the strongest indicator that you're on to product market fit um so i think the question then becomes how do, how do you get there i think for some maybe more on the consumer side, right? Some companies can pre-sell a, a product or service and, and that's, a, that's a great way to sort of find, you know, a, a, an efficient way to find product market fit, throw up some mock-ups or, you know, articulate something or um, make a video about it and say like, you know, pre-buy, uh, you know, this, this software, you know, sign up early. Anything you can do to, to sort of get a gauge of traction and then, you know, quantify it with dollars. I think in in B2B, and this is something that I experienced for the first time because because I come from the a consumer background for most of my career. And then being in B2B, I tried to pre-sell a, a B2B platform solution. Definitely did not work, right? Like I, pe people want to see it, people want to visualize it, and um, they want to know that you're not that you're capable of actually building this. So in in product signal specific instance, right? I did try pre-selling it to companies, didn't get very far, but the next best thing to trying to find product market fit was talking to customers and then iterating on my MVP and just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And then I know our, our goal was to get to a point where we had prospects sort of eyes lighting up and jumping out of their chair. You know, if they, if they weren't doing that, we didn't have it just yet, or we weren't on to the right thing just yet. So we really tried to we really tried to get to the point where we can show something in a thirty minute demo, and then have them being like, "Wow, this is really cool. I love this. Like, like how can I how can I be part of this? How can I learn more?" That's sort of how we're sort of maneuvering and still maneuvering it till this day with product signals. Thank you so much, Evan. I really appreciate the advice and guidance, and hearing some of your stories today around product signals. Absolutely. Thanks. This is fun. And thank you all for listening. If you wish to contact Evan or myself, I will add our contact information below. If you like this video or others, please feel free to subscribe. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Thank you again. Have a great week. See you right back here, same place, same time next week. Bye now. <laughs>